What's up, people? It's David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Hope you've been getting out to catch a bunch of awesome shows recently. Uh, hope you've been doing well. Hope you're in a good, positive mental attitude, etc. You know, like, uh, just bring in the good vibes. That's that's what I'm trying to do around here at uh, Bar Bands HQ. It's Friday, and uh, it's time to kick off into the weekend. i got a stack of awesome Splendor in the Grass side shows to hit up. And uh, I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, hope you've got some cool shit happening as well. Today on the program, we have DZ Death Rays. Uh, I've known the guys from DZ for a few years. Uh, they've been pretty good mates of mine, and uh, I always enjoy getting to see them live. They are in my uh, so-called 10-timers club of bands that I've seen 10 times and more. <laughs> and uh, I always, uh, yeah, love getting to see them. They're a really, really tight live band, and uh, uh, they were living proof of that recently on a massive tour, which brought in Violent Soho, Daisy Death Rays, June Rats, and previous guests of the show, the Gooch Palms. This was recorded uh, kind of... Uh, <laughs> shambolically backstage at the Enmore Theatre. Uh, we had a lot of run-ins with uh, various uh, people. <laughs> so DZ Deathray's dressing room was the only way to get out onto the Enmore rooftop. And so, yeah, we had a few people coming through, including the guys from June Rats and Will Wagner as well, previous guest of the show, who was there to do a special guest appearance on the song In the Isle. Pretty awesome stuff, really. It was, uh, but uh, yeah, that definitely did intrude on the podcast a little bit. So I've edited around those interruptions as best as I could, but uh, yeah. <laughs> It's slightly distracted, and it's a bit messy, but uh, it was a fun episode, and maybe someday I'll get them on for a part two, so we can probably go over some of the um, bigger touring experiences, but uh, for now, I think this is a pretty fun one, so uh, have a listen and see what you think. Before we get into it, of course, support for all my friends are in bar bands comes from Spit the Dummy Records. We are getting our final pre-orders in uh, for t-shirts, totes, and cassettes for my album, Things Work Out for People Like You. So please, please, please get them in within the next week, and uh, we will be off and racing. Uh, that's at spitthedummyrecords.bigcartel.com. Support also comes from Sad Girls Club, which is a non-male collective of non-male musicians helping non-male voices to get heard in the music industry. Tickets are flying out the door for the Transgender Weekender happening August 20th at the Newtown Neighborhood Center. And you can grab tickets by heading over to Transgender Weekender on Facebook or hitting up sadgirlsclub.com. That's S-A-D-G-R-R-R-L-S-C-L-U-B.com. And of course, support for all my friends are in bar bands comes from you. Massive thanks to all the loyal patrons of this podcast. I really, really appreciate your time and your effort. Uh, for as little as $1 a month, you can be as cool as my patrons and uh, help keep this podcast up and running. Every little bit counts and it's all so, so, so appreciated. Uh, so if you would like a little bit more information on that, head over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash b-a-r-b-a-n-d-s all right i've i've made you wait long enough to find out about uh what's coming up but uh i've got a pretty big uh, thing to share i i shared this with my patrons and now it is your turn 
Turnover and Basement are going to be the 59th and 60th uh, episodes of this podcast, respectively. I spoke with those guys when they were both out here uh, for a national tour this past May, and uh, been waiting for the right time to share those chats with you guys, and it felt like hitting uh, the 60 episode mark was going to be my best bet, and so I'm very, very excited to share those episodes with you, but we'll talk about that in due course. Right now, we're going to head backstage and uh, crack open some beers and talk a bit of shit with DZ Deathrays. Party on! and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friends, DZ Deathrays. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Shane. I'm Simon. Oh, and Lockton's here. Am I on this or... You can't be if you want. This is like the watch. I was like, shake my head or I'm not. It's just a podcast. Yeah. Sit and hackle our interview. Yeah. We'll get you to do director's commentary after it's done, so just talk over the top of it. You guys are doing pretty well for a certain point. Oh, man, that's the dream. Uh, we are here at the Animal Theatre. Uh, the gentlemen from DZ Death Rays are here on what is collectively known as the Violent Death Gooch Rats Tour, which is <laughs> quite friendly. You know, that, that, that's something we want to take mum and dad to, you know, uh, to ragtag bunch of misfits. Uh, how have the shows been going? Yeah, they've been awesome. Best tour yet. Yeah. Ever? Yeah. Ever. Just amazing. We never played venues this size. Like we've done the Emerald Theatre once before, but yeah. many years ago and but doing it every single show, doing stuff at that size room and it being sold out yeah. and just you know, crazy crowds who are letting loose. Yeah. So okay. this yeah. many friends as well who are on the oh, tour. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd you'd have played with all of these bands a bunch of times in the past, yeah? We have a I think we only played one other show with Michael Soto. Yeah, one or two. Yeah, we did a show in Byron Bay with them. Oh, that's right, yeah, we did. There's been a couple of shows <coughs> over the, what, eight years that we've been mm. a band with yeah. Soho, and then, but with Gene Rats, we did do a tour and stuff, and we have played some festivals, I think. Yeah, I know. Each other. But we've all been friends for so long, from yeah. really. Mm. Yeah, of course, of course. Everyone knows everyone in that mm. kind of area, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. in the music industry. Oh, 100%, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I think, on the note of playing at festivals, that was the very first time that I saw you guys... I wanted to see if you guys remember this, playing on the lily pad stage of Park Life in yeah. 2009. Back when, back when Park Life was like trying to be like, oh, we're not just a dance festival, we got all these random bands from yeah. fuck knows uh, where. Was that, that was the Sydney one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kippix Lake and Moore Park. Yeah, and it was like a big yellow, well, not yeah. big, it was a yellow tent. <laughs> yeah. And it was like you guys and Philly J's and CK yeah. and Cloud Control and all these random bands, like, going up against, like, Christ, like, Lady Sovereign and shit like that. Yeah, yeah I remember that one. That was bizarre. It was pretty fun. <laughs> is, is that weird to kind of play to festivals that are, you know, decidedly outside of your element? Well, when we started, that's, we did a lot of outside of 
what you know, like the sort of sound that we are. I think because yeah. there wasn't that much going on with rock music at that time, but um, it seems to have gone full circle, and now there's just like rock tours like this, which are doing you know five thousand tickets in Sydney. Yeah. yeah, it's just nuts. But before, yeah, it didn't seem to be that much of it going on. So sure. we were jumping on whatever would happen. And our first ever tour was with Crystal Castles. And so oh, that was shit. like a prerequisite for like us to sort of just do whatever we wanted and play with whatever band. Sometimes it worked really well, sometimes it didn't work that well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes we were too rock, sometimes we were too dance. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, sometimes playing with metal bands, dance band, playing with, rock, uh, with dance band and we were too rock. Metal band, yeah, so. right. Yeah, Ooh, the crazy rock and roll music. Yeah, where's yeah, yeah. the beats, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I'll start these uh, kind of by tracing back uh, the initial interest in music and where that kind of transitioned into wanting to play music. Uh, we'll start with you, Shane. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing and kind of how music kind of factored into that. Um, well, I guess it's kind of my parents weren't really into music, my, my dad was into sort of like. Pink Floyd and stuff and my stepbrother right. was into country Okay. and then as a kid I sort of just grew up listening to whatever my friends brothers would pass down to them because I was the oldest of my family so I would have sort of started off by you know listening to Nirvana and Metallica and stuff like that um, and I bought it I got a guitar for Christmas when I was 13 and just started playing acoustic and yeah from there on just wanted to be in a band took a long time <laughs> <laughs> what about you Sarah? yeah I, I think I just it was high school. My mom was also listened to like Pink Floyd. That's kind of what I got into. But then I was just sick of skateboarding and getting injured, so I got into <laughs> guitar because I was a pussy. <laughs> so yeah. guitar's your first instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. When did you start playing drums? Um, when I realized drummers suck. <laughs> Can't trust them. Obviously. Yeah. Easier done that yourself. Was, that was pretty much for this band. <coughs> oh, really? We started just before this band, and yeah. then we sort of, our drummer for this band dies on us, and so we were like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, so you know what? So I kind of got forced into being a drummer, which isn't an easy job, but mm. it worked out, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Drummers are the worst. <laughs> oh, completely right. You know, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Drum- drummers yeah. and bass players. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. that's why yeah. I am a bass player. Yeah. Never yeah. found one. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs them? Who needs them? Yeah. Extra pedal, you're done. You're yeah. sweet. Yeah. Get a splitter up. You paradise done. Easy. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about um, kind of the stuff you guys were doing before DZ. Um, did you? T- do, were you playing in bands in high school and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I like, had some bands in high school and then after, when I went to uni, I had like an indie band, it's kind of sounded like a Interpol block party sort of rip-off thing. Yeah. Like you do. Blatant rip-off. Oh, dude, it was 2004. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that. That, yeah that, was, that was the thing. And um, yeah. I played guitar in that band and then I sort of got out of that band and started a band with Simon, which is was Denzel and that sort of morphed into this band right right right, right. and that was uh, 10 years ago or something yeah, yeah. 8 years ago yeah oh what do you mean oh, this band oh, this band Denzel yeah. yeah it would have been about 10 years ago Hector <laughs> were you in kind of similar circles Simon like what kind of stuff were you doing in high school uh, yeah high school that's how I, I met Shane and we all had the same friends who all played guitar yeah. and loved the strokes and that sort of stuff and then I went to uni 
was selling out doing covers. (laughs) 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 Shane ended up leaving his band and we were like, yeah, let's make a band. Why not? You're a guy who could drum. Yeah, but we wanted to do a rock band and no one was doing rock bands. Yeah, no one was doing what we wanted to do, so let's just do it. Alright, tell us about the first time that you ever played live. Like, what bands, like, what uh, age you were, etc. I think I was with, like, a battle of the bands in high school. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one Pootie one? <laughs> yeah. We yeah, was at that one. Oh, yeah. really? Were you guys in competing bands? No, I wasn't uh, playing, I was just there. Yeah. My friend was yeah. in, yeah. All yeah, our friends were in it. They were, his, my friend's band was, like, they could pull off covers, like, really, really well, like, do the Zeppelin and stuff. Oh, sure, and yeah. My band was just, like, we couldn't play. we do, like, the hives badly. <laughs> like, the lines and stuff like that. But, yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> what about you, Sam? I think mean, covers, yeah. We had uni. Just a uni pub. Really? You hadn't, you didn't, you didn't, went kicking around bands in high school or anything? Yeah, we or? didn't get any gigs. Oh, really? So, yeah, just yeah. like, not, not even at the... Not like, even house parties. <laughs> 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 no, my band played at Simon's house parties. Yeah. Oh, really? In Bundaberg. There you go. <laughs> Represent. Yeah. What is Bundaberg like as a place to grow up? It's pretty fun. It's a good place to grow up. It's pretty no shit. Once you turn 18, though. Yeah, right. No music scene, I swear. How far away is it from Brisbane? So four hours. No, oh, yeah, right. So when did you guys move to Brisbane? Was that like always kind of the obvious place where you guys would end up? Yeah, it's where yeah. most people end up from Bundy because it's the next logical step. Yeah, yeah. So I, I left when I was 17 and moved down. Um, we started uni. And so I was down in like 18, 19? 18, and um, yeah, it's kind of. I was kind of crazy going to Brisbane because Bundy had no music scene. And going to Brisbane where there was like bands, you could go see a band on like a Tuesday or or whatever. Actually, I think back then it was more vibrant than it is now. Yeah, way. really. Yeah, it was. It was cool. Like Rick's. I think when Rick's bar was like, it had a lot of bands just every night of the week, and it yeah. was always good. Totally. So um, yeah. Yeah, there was a bit of a scene going there for a while when I first moved there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't rock. It was, like, indie. Right, yeah. So if, you know, yeah. if you were too happy, you would uncool. Like, you're uh, on the fringes. Yeah. yeah, but, I don't know, we kind of just wanted to do something rock. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had a friend of the show uh, and uh, uh, bandmates of yours, Mr. Jeremy Neal, on the podcast as uh, well. Yes, yeah. um, talking about, uh, yeah, kind of the origins of Velociraptor as well. Um, was that a kind of thing where you just, like, wanted to band everyone together and, and go for it? Yeah, yeah, I met Jeremy at uni. Right. He did a tutorial with me. Yeah, and yeah. just got along really well, and I realised that at the uni that I was at beforehand, I had seen him in his pop punk band. Play, playing drums. Right, yeah. I recognise you from a band that I've seen at my uni, and he was like, oh, that's my band. We just got along re- like really well, and so he was trying to put together all these head of these songs that he'd written on guitar. Yeah, yeah. To get a band together. That's right, he was drumming in that first band, wasn't he? Yeah, and then he drummed in Velociraptor yeah. and sang at the start, and so on, and I played guitar and bass. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, he begged us kind of like, oh, please, like, let's just get this band. Like, yeah, with things just because things just started to kick off at DZ and we did sure, yeah. stuff. But we'd done a band before, we'd done, we did uh, oh, Hadouken, but then we realized someone had that name, so we called it Downforward Punch. That's right. <laughs> and, and we never did so shows. No, we didn't get to do any shows. We wrote like three songs maybe, and then it kind of filled out. Yeah. What was the first DZ show? Uh, it was a house party at Devs. Oh really? Dev's house party. That was the very first time we ever played yeah. any DZ show. Songs. <laughs> yeah, we were 
we did a set as in our old band, and then we were like, oh, let's jump up and do a few of the new tracks. Mm. Just Simon and I. Mm. It was fun. It was just something, you know. And then from there, we were like, cool, let's we'll get some more gigs and do some more house parties. We just played house parties until we kind of got off the show. Right. So we played a show at the uni bar, one of the uni bars somewhere. And then after that, I don't know, I can't remember, there was like some other shows. And then we started, got off with like a zoo show on Thursday. Yeah. And there was like a hundred people came down <coughs> or something. Wow. Which yeah. isn't like much, when you look at the zoo, you get 500 people in there. Yeah, but yeah. they were like pretty happy with this. So they gave us oh, sure. Day. If you're just starting out, you know, like yeah. 100 people is unreal. Yeah. Um, so we molested a lot of friends to get to that one. Just text messages <laughs> and just, yeah, make sure you're there. And, yeah. All up in this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the show. Oi, oi, oi. The whole yeah. thing was that we, we, every show we'd do something like stupid with lighting or whatever. And I'm pretty sure it was the Saturday that we got. We, uh, yeah. we Simon wore a motorbike helmet with a strobe light attached. Oh really? Oh shit! <laughs> and with like headbanging, realized oh, how like how like heavy oh, it was on his neck. At what point did you guys kind of realise that, you know, there was a lot of, you know, like, kind of an interest in this band? Like, you know, like, like I said, the first time I saw you guys was Park Life, and then after that I saw you guys with, like, Children Collide, and Dan and Dan and and all, yeah, and the yeah. Bronx, and, like, a bunch of different festivals and tours and stuff like that. I don't think I actually saw you guys do, like, your own show for ages. It was just, like, a lot of different opportunities where you guys were kind of, like, early in the afternoon or opening for other bands and stuff like that. Well, we got... Yeah, we got a good contact um, who threw a like, from a booking agency, which is still a booking agency. Yeah, yeah. Based out of Sydney. And our old booker, she was in a band called Wow. Right. And we saw her band play the spot in Brisbane. Oh, sure. And we, became, we made friends, right. and then, yes, then we sort of, I don't know, she got us on the, well, she put us up for the Crystal Castle tour, and we got picked to play. Yeah. And from there, we were like, shit, this actually might work. And then, the agency picks up and we're just like pumping us with show every weekend we were just doing yeah, doing as much as possible but yeah. kind of it really hasn't stopped like I can't think of you know there'll be a month off here and there but it'll yeah. be six months where we haven't played a show yeah you know, I mean, is that something you've kind of grown accustomed to? Like, does it ever feel like it's kind of like becoming routine or anything like that? Or, or do you try and break out of that as much as possible? Well, it's kind of becomes like your business and your job, so you've got to keep doing it and working it the right way. I, I like it as long as it's like the right thing, you know? Right. It goes in cycles. Yeah. Like, when you're really smashed and you're doing it like four months on the road, that sucks. After that four months, you're like, I need a break, but then you have two weeks off, and you're like, where's the next show? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of get restless. Yeah. You, yeah. So are you two still doing things long distance? Like, uh, yeah, I live here. Yeah, you, so when did you move to Sydney? Uh, three and a half years ago. Right, yeah. yeah. Did that kind of impact on, on the band at all? Like, you know, I thought was it, it was like, more, but I think in a way it's kind of been better in terms of writing and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just because of the sort of like the shows we've been doing, we fly everywhere anyway. I don't know. It's just easy. it's it's been easier than I expected. So it sort of thought that you had to be together all the time, but in the end, we were just like we can just email each other ideas and write like that. Yeah, it's been actually pretty cool. Are you guys working on stuff at the moment? Is that kind of coming yeah, together? Yeah, trying to finish yeah. the record. It's just damn album to finish. Oh. <laughs> it's like it's. It's we so recorded it like you know started recording like October last year. Yeah, right, man. Which was like yeah, the blood on my leather single is a part of that. Mm. And we've written a bunch more songs, but then we kind of 
start touring this these two tours which just put us out like two months and so kind of now we're really chasing our tails a little bit trying to trying to get the rest of it done we need we need a fair few more like just real solo songs but there's some there's some ones that I'm like pretty stoked with yeah so I just kind of can't wait to just get it done so that it's like alright there's the recording now we can do all the other shit that we need to do to sort of get the album out yeah yeah but at the moment it's just like waiting until we have all those demos and it's ready but I think over the next month we're going to go pretty hard out at it and just like focus make it a project fantastic so since the release of the Black Rat record you guys have started playing live as a three piece as well like uh, did you ever yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. picture in your head that that would have to be something that was gonna be a part of the sound no not really but it's kind of good that it's ended up that way it's always way more fun to have more friends on tour yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's just initially we couldn't afford it you know? <laughs> we just stuck with the two because it's cheaper to tour two people than mm. you know three four or whatever and it was yeah. cool being a two piece and like we still write as a two piece and stuff and you know but then now that we've, we've made the decision to add extra shit now I'm just like when I'm writing stuff I just got the complete open thing like, oh, yeah, we yeah. just do whatever we want really now like, trumpets yeah this is actually the trumpet I'll play that get a horn section going why not it's like I don't know it's kind of cool because I opened up the band a bit in terms of not just going down the same road and um yeah, I like touring better. It sounds bigger live. Yeah. You know, and in the end it was with all the extra stuff, do we have backing tracks or do we have a human chest for Yeah, yeah, backing tracks. Oh, yeah. they're the worst, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're in a dance band with dance beats band and stuff, yeah. then you yeah. totally have backing tracks yeah. because you've already got a beat. Yeah. You know, and drum playing onto that. But if you're just a band with two guitars, yeah. with drums, then you stick to that you had a loop pedal station kind of thing for a while didn't you yeah I had that for like a one part of one song yeah just yeah to play loops and stuff but it was kind of the intermediate phase between where we couldn't afford to get an extra guy but we were writing songs that required three people <laughs> yeah it's just too it's too hard to keep in time to a loop like you think yeah, yeah, yeah. a loop goes <coughs> every time it's like a couple of milliseconds out and then over 16 bars mm. it's like 20 minutes down. <laughs> you know like <laughs> so it starts like getting a bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and the drum the drums can never the drums can never hear it well that's it yeah you're playing a shitty venue with no monitor yeah and you have to it's fucking hard for you yeah 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 it's Alright, we will wrap this up before the lunatics completely take over the asylum. Um, before we get out of here, I want to know from both of you, uh, as I ask all of my guests, about the best and worst shows that you have ever played. I like got worst show. Oh, here Chester? you go. Yeah. yeah Chester, you Chester is definitely a Alright, give us some background in this one. Uh, well, was, the sound guy was emailing us maybe... Two weeks ahead of the show. Uh-huh. So That's like, early. Yeah, like we were on this shitty tour. Our tour fell apart and we were in Europe. And we were like, well, we can either go home or we can just book our own tour. Right. So we decided to book our own tour. And this like, guy yeah. was emailing us and he's like, hey guys, just want to make sure I'm good for the show. And I was like, cool, this guy seems like he's really on it. He's like emailing us two weeks out with like specs and stuff. Yeah. All right, sweet. We get to the show, it's like four flights of tiny stairs up to the top of this pub, and then 
the band, there's four bands on that night, and every band before it was running so hot, like, he had the PA running so hot that the PA just kept shutting down. Oh, God. And people were, like, trying to cool off the whole amplifier that was running the PA. I mean, this was a tiny little, like, pub. Yeah. <laughs> and so when we went up there to play, PA's kept shutting down, and I was getting electrocuted. I got electrocuted, like, three times. And this guy, one guy just, during our set, just walked on our stage and just grabbed his gear. And just started walking it off. Oh, and you were just like, fuck this. <laughs> Holy shit. It was so fucked. And I was like, yeah, nah. Yeah, we just got We just, short. we just like, I we did four songs. And I was like, sorry, um, people pay money to go see it. But I was like, this is a bad show. Yeah. It's like 10 people paid. Oh. We had no time for PR on that tour. It was the fucking worst. Oh, and man. Then, yeah. When was this? Uh, maybe two years ago. Oh, right. So like Black Rat era. Nah. No, no, it was before Black Rat. It was before Black Rat? Oh, yeah, we were still a two-piece. Yeah, we were supposed to be touring with Porter Piper Horses. Yeah. Oh, right. And then, like, they had, yeah, they had sort of booked bigger venues than they could achieve. And then, instead of just downgrading, they just pulled the pin on the whole tour, like, a week and a half out. Two weeks out. And we were in Europe and Italy. We found out via Twitter. And we were like, ah, fucking kidding me? Yeah, because they messaged our management who were asleep. And so we didn't find out, you know, until from our management until like hours later. We'd already seen it on Twitter that it was all cancelled. Oh, no. and everything oh, well, that's the worst. So we just so, played yeah. these toilet towns and yeah, one of them was Chester. Unfortunately, it was tour ever. Yeah, it sucked. Oh. No, I think there was like one or two good shows. I mean, Bristol good. was like really good. I think Manchester was pretty good. A couple of good ones, but yeah. like that was. Just getting electrocuted continuously, <laughs> <laughs> and PA not. Working. And someone loading out. And someone loading out most of the day. <laughs> the worst thing with those shows too, you know, you're just losing money doing those shows. So it's yeah. like I'm yeah. paying to do this show. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're getting paid like fifty pounds, it's which costs cost you like three hundred pounds to be there. You're yeah. going to hotel and car, yeah. and back line, and it's like, yeah, I'm just getting zapped. So that's the worst. Show <laughs> yeah, that's that one. What about the best song? Most of these have been some of the I would best say, shows we've ever played. Yeah, yeah. Adelaide was the most one of my Adelaide was pretty amazing. One of my favourite oh, shows. Up and down on that one. One of the... Oh, that's right. Oh, you want to play anyway? I'm sorry. The one that wasn't that great. One of the best ones I remember we did was the first night we supported Foo Fighters. That was fucking mm. sick. We did a stadium. Walking off stadium. It was the first time we had stage techs who just came and picked up all of our stuff for us. And we were like, <laughs> so what is this? Turn around, walk off stage, Jack Black's there, high fives you, tell you you're awesome. You're just like, yeah, and then you just go and drink a full, full open bar. Like you do. Just that was pretty amazing. Oh, dude, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, I would say is the Marichio Festival. The one. Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was like on a golf course, and so it was like really long crowd, right? And so there was maybe like eight thousand people there. Yeah, yeah. And we got the sun down, sort of like when the sun was going down. Uh And yeah, so we went on stage and sort of, you know, it's dusk, and then by the end of it, it's night, and everyone was just hammered. And yeah. It was just, I don't know, it was a really good show. Just wild. The penthouse party after was pretty fun. And yeah, it was kind of. Of course, it was a penthouse party. Yeah, that's what's so hilarious about it. It's one of those shows where you actually, like, you got to reality check yourself a bit because it's so awesome yeah. to look out. <laughs> it's like, fuck, this is actually really a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah was, cool. and we fucked up that one. It was so oh, hard. we did, yeah. We, <laughs> so yeah. we just started a clap that was like not in time, and then we the first time everyone like, started doing uh, a big clap thing, and they were way out of time. Oh, oh no! We had like three false starts in this 
middle of West out of state. I think everyone was so Nobody didn't give a fuck. I remember walking on stage going, oh, we blew it. And everyone was like, that was awesome. It was like, are you serious? That song went for an extra five minutes because we couldn't restart it. Like, I would try to restart it, and then Shane wouldn't be on it. Then he would try to restart, and I wouldn't be on it. We'd just say, really? You get those moments, though. Luckily, everyone was... Fucked up. <laughs> oh, that was rock and roll. I can't get away with those moments. So, oh, like, oh, this is fucking these guys coming on again. Yeah, yeah so long as you don't get mad, I think. Uh, if you yeah. if you just laugh it off, yeah, it yeah. looks endearing. If you get mad, everyone's like, these guys are jerks. Gonna laugh, <laughs> gonna laugh, gonna laugh Fuck these guys. Throw you in. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh my lord, gentlemen, do you have anything you would like to plug? <laughs> Play. What? To plug. Oh. Um. <laughs> Obviously you have songs yeah. to play, but we'll, we'll wait for your own with Cage time. Our only Australian shows are all sold out, which is tonight. Oh, it's a shit. And they've all happened by the time this goes up, so yeah, such shit yeah, if yeah. you didn't come. The future. You blew it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Simon, thanks for being on this podcast. Thanks, Dave. Shane, thank you for being on this podcast. Lucky, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Debbie Jenjong and all my friends are barbells. This has been a David James Young Rights production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.